Welcome to the Gigless Podcast, a podcast showcasing the works and talents of those who lost their gigs due to the COVID-19 pandemic. This podcast will feature a range of creatives from the Tri-State area who are young visionaries and who contribute to their craft despite the recent events that have happened. Join us today as our host, Remy Levovic, speaks with Paul Polio, the freelance photographer and bassist for the New Jersey bands Heels of Love and Elementality. Paul brings a calm, cool vibe to his projects and has recently ventured into live streaming as well as photo editing on Twitch. You can learn more about him and his projects in the show notes of this episode. Enjoy. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. I'm your host, Ryan Uvic, and today I will be joined by Paul Folio, the second. Hey, thanks for having me. Paul is a band member at some local bands, Elementality and Eels of Love, and some other side projects that he's done in the past. So, Paul, uh, start by introducing yourself to our audience. Hi, guys. I'm Paul Polio II, uh, also known as Eel Guy on all social media platforms. Uh, I'm a photographer, a newly formed streamer, um, and uh, yeah, I make art. Um, I try to make art for a living. <laughs> what do you mean by art for a living? Well, you see, uh, when I was in high school, uh, we had a photography course that I fell in love with. And I remember thinking then, like, oh, I love this so much, but I don't think I can make any money doing it. As time went on, I realized, uh, especially through college, that photography is everywhere and there are opportunities to make money. Um, I am currently still in the zone of figuring out exactly how to uh get that money <laughs> i have plenty of clients locally and kind of out of state um and i i love taking the photos and uh kind of throwing in my own little uh my own little image into every everything i do you know um, right yeah. so and i mentioned that paul was a musician at first because Paul, to me, I've known Paul for like over 15 years at this point. Yep, we grew yep. up together and totally. his first creative outlet that I saw publicly was, was music and then transferred into photography. And you did well in photography. You did like weddings, quinceaneras, like yep, yep. Uh, do a, a lot, lot of local stuff. Totally. Um, before COVID, Events were easily the, the, the moneymaker. That was the thing I was doing the most often. Things like, uh, uh, you know, uh, sweet 16s, quinceaneras, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, a few weddings as well. Um, and I kind of I got a pace for it, you know? It's one of those things where not, like a lot of events are pretty similar, you know, especially around here where, you know, you got, especially the, the, the soundtrack, right? Uh, every DJ plays like the top 10 songs, whatever, you get used to that stuff. Um, and, uh, I love the fact that it was a job that I can like kind of move around with. I can interact with guests. Um, and even when there's language barriers, uh, a good old thumbs up, let everyone know that I was doing my job and having fun while doing it. Uh, but uh, sadly, since COVID, there haven't been too many events like that, unfortunately. Well, yeah, because social distancing, but exactly. It's, I mean, now you're having the resurgence of like backyard weddings and like small mm -hmm. gatherings. Yeah but I don't know how, so tell us about that. Like, have you been getting requests for photography or have you just been like, kind of just stepping back from it for now? So, so it's actually pretty interesting. Uh, at, the, at the midst of the pandemic, when it first began, 
uh, there was definitely no work anywhere. You know, we didn't know what was happening with the virus. We had no clue what was going on. And of course, uh, we were told that we shouldn't be working. We shouldn't be out with people and that kind of stuff. Um, but interestingly enough, I would say halfway into kind of the, the you know, little quarantine that we had, um, I had a lot of my regular clients kind of hit me up and be like, hey, are you cool with maybe meeting up, taking some photos? And of course, especially for the first like month or two, I was like, no way, we can't do it. We have no idea what's happening. Um, and now that things are starting to open up a little bit more, um, people are being a little more secure wearing masks and other kind of things for social distance. Um, thing is, things are picking back up. I will say though, on the event side, especially you're talking, you know, birthdays, weddings, that kind of thing. Um, a lot of those events involve having a lot of people and <laughs> especially in Jersey, uh, we're not supposed to have too many people, especially indoors. Um, so I haven't been doing too many of those events. And I will say also uh, those kind of like backyard weddings and other events such as that, um, they don't really necessarily, they're not really necessarily using any kind of major budget. So a lot of those events aren't even really using photographers, believe it or not. Uh, a lot of social media and stuff, everyone's got a, a phone in their pocket and that phone has a really powerful camera. Um, and so a lot of people have just been doing the social media route, which is perfectly understandable. Um, but it is a trend I've noticed. A lot of my more recent gigs have definitely been more on the side of kind of musicians that are starting to go back into playing shows, um, as well as a few streamer friends. <laughs> right. So let's talk about streaming, because I know that you stream totally. and you mentioned it earlier before. And, you know, you have this and you even just said it that everybody has a very powerful camera in their pocket. So oh, yeah. why don't you tell your, our listeners here on Giggless about Eel Guy Live? Of course. So I'm at Eel Guy on most social media platforms. Um, on Twitch, I go under the name Eel Guy Live, which is kind of, uh, Twitch is a live streaming ser service that a lot of gamers play games on. But um, since, it's, since the creation of Twitch, um, it's expanded out to a little bit of everything. So there's live music, as well as art, which is the category that I stream under, specifically the photography tag. Um, I am part of the photography team on Twitch. Uh, it's kind of a collaborative effort of all the main photographers that kind of show their stuff, do live photo editing, do photo shoots live. And it's been an amazing experience to kind of get into that realm. And, and in some ways, it's gonna sound a little extreme, but in some ways my, my, uh, my social life has been almost augmented onto Twitch. I have a lot of friends that stream uh, and they all kind of do their own thing. And it's, all, it's always awesome seeing them do their own thing. Uh, but it's also an outlet to kind of hang out with them. You know, who knew that a chat room would be so powerful? Um, you know, anything could be happening during the stream, but especially when I have a few of my friends and some new friends that I've made on Twitch. It's incredible to see them do their thing and also be able to kind of hang out with them in this um, almost passive manner. So there's a term that Twitch uses all the time called lurking. <laughs> and I'm sure you're familiar with this because I've seen you lurk a few times in, on the stream. Yes. Um, so basically you have the opportunity to interact with a person that you're, you know, that you're cool with, a friend of yours, um, but it doesn't need to be an active uh, conversation. So for example, you can throw a couple comments in there. You can listen to them almost like a podcast uh, while you do your own work in the background. Um, and I, I, I really do think it's the future. I didn't realize how powerful of an outlet it was to keep a social life until I started streaming myself and realizing that, you know, obviously there's all multiple uh, streaming, uh, streaming services, but Twitch is, I found a home in Twitch. Um, and it's been, a, it's been a lot of fun. I've been editing photos on that platform. Um, I am a Twitch affiliate. 
which means that I do have the opportunity to make a couple bucks on there. Uh, the money itself is not the reason why I do it, um, but there is that outlet there, and it's really encouraging see people um, see people support me. I will say going back to the the cell phone thing, uh, everyone, especially if you have a smart a smartphone, you can be a photographer, and <laughs> this is something I pitch a lot on my stream is. Photography is more popular now than ever. Um, everyone has Instagrams. Everyone has access to equipment that can take amazing photos. And I actually encourage that. Um, a lot of photographers I've found tend to kind of uh, shoo away the progression of that kind of technology where, you know, they think that, I guess, their work is lessened because so many people have access to these tools. Um, but the future is social media and content and that kind of stuff. And so to be able to take that kind of amazing art and actually like train your eye and learn how to do that without having to worry about spending who knows hundreds of dollars on film or other kind of equipment. Um, it's a really magical thing that I think a lot of people take for granted. So uh, I'm going to make the pitch right now. I think everyone that's listening should become a photographer, uh, live in the moment and take plenty of photos because it's a great way to document life. Right. I was actually just thinking about all this because I'm going through my phone and I was like, wow, I have all these photos in my actual phone gallery mm -hmm. from everywhere that I've been and everywhere that yeah. I've gone. And it's just like, I need to go to CVS and print all <laughs> these out and actually get a book because it's like, oh, yeah. wow, like, no photos there, there is no something photos like early college. I'm right. Like, wow, why don't I have anything? It's like, oh, because I don't print out anything. I, I will say when you print out a photo that you've taken, it's unlike anything you've ever felt. Uh, it's very easy to look at a screen. Uh, I think I look at screens more than I look at just the normal waking world because of uh, my job and editing photos all the time. I'm constantly looking at screens and there's something really cerebral and, and, and nice about being able to see your photos in print. And honestly, I haven't even done it that much myself, uh, but I encourage people to kind of, you know, take it for the art form that it is, you know, um, don't think, it, you know, a simple snapshot could mean a lot more, you know, if you, if you take the time to kind of line up your framing and check the lighting, that kind of stuff. And I also say, it, it's actually really funny. Um, my, uh, I was looking in the closet of uh, my, like our little house cl closet here with my parents and their old, uh, like, you know, point and shoot cameras. And those things could take like, <laughs> it could probably save like maybe, maybe, 200, 300 photos. Uh, I think the one memory card I saw was for like maybe 20 megabytes, which yeah. now my camera, I, no I normally use a 64 gigabyte card, which is like what, 64,000 megabytes. So technology has progressed so far uh, and you have so much, you know, um, options for storage space and image quality and that kind of thing. So you might as well, might as well use it. <laughs> yeah, I think that it's definitely changed in the last several like even the last five years mm -hmm, it's just definitely everything like I have an iPad right now and it has I think about 256 gigabytes yeah. of memory available mm -hmm. on it it's an iPad Pro and yeah. then I know someone who's also a photographer they have like a little they bought a used iPhone, like a refurbished iPhone. Uh -huh. And that thing also has like 200 something gigabytes yeah. and they just use it for photography. And it's like, it's still the greatest, it's still like a great camera, but it's yeah. just got so much more storage space. Mm -hmm. And for my work computer, what I, what I normally use 
uh, for like all my photo editing and kind of archiving all the photos I've taken. Uh, I have like a four terabyte drive in there and that's not even considered a lot in the photography field. Um, but four terabytes is like, I actually don't know the exact number, but it's, it's thousands and thousands of gigabytes. Um, and I still haven't run out of space, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. So you're actually like the second photographer that we've had on Gigalist this season. Oh. And yeah, Austin was the first. So what is the, I guess what I'm going to ask you is like, what are the pros and cons of photography, especially now that we're seeing like everything slowly reopening, mm -hmm. everything is back to a gig? like yeah no. so okay I, I will say there are multiple pros and multiple cons of photography um the biggest pro for me is definitely that it's clicked it's clicked with me and i feel like anyone that does art uh knows that feeling that that moment where they're like you know what like was i born to do this like like you know what i mean you have that overwhelming sense of like this I, i'm good at this i like doing this um i learn at a certain pace um certain things inspire me uh and especially in the climate of the world and everything that's going on you need that extra boost of motivation to be like, you know what, all this stuff is going crazy, but this is your thing and, and you enjoy it. And, you know, in some aspects, you're pretty good at it. So um, that, that's definitely a huge pro. The biggest con, I think, is probably just the stability in the sense of um, having recurring, uh, I guess, recurring gigs, recurring jobs. So I can have a week where I have a few photo shoots. I have, I've had a week or so with no photo shoots. And so um, that kind of unpredictability can be pretty rough. Uh, I'll also say, you know, uh, there's busy seasons and slow seasons. So like in winter, no one really wants to take, you know, fashion shots outside. <laughs> uh, but there's also, you know, I don't know, pandemics that happen where you really aren't, you can't be doing gigs and you can't be going out there and taking photos. Um, that's, a, that's a con. Uh, I'll also say that Another con, um, and this is something I've heard from uh, one of the larger photography streamers on Switch, uh, Twitch, I should say. Um, his name is Shu, so it's 5-H-O-E. Um, he's a professional portrait photographer. He works full-time as a photographer, and he said that one of the biggest things that bothers him is kind of insurance and the fact that you don't, you're, you're, you're your own boss, and because of that, uh, you kind of have, you know what I mean? You have to pay a lot more for that kind of stuff. Um, he's even recommended, he's gone out of his way and he's a full-time professional. He's gone out of his way to say, if you have the option to become a full-time photographer, don't do it. Have someone that can give you, provide you with a, a health insurance and that kind of other things, which, you know, that's his opinion. Uh, but I just thought I'd mention that because that is a huge con. I will say I'm currently 25 years old. Uh, I'm currently living with my parents still, which I'm very grateful that I have loving parents and a, and a, and a roof over my head. Um, I'm still trying to figure this whole, you know, professional photography thing out. Like I've definitely developed clients. I've definitely, you know, made strides. I've won awards. I've been published, but I still haven't got that, that pattern yet to kind of make it my own and, and almost kind of set myself free from everything that helps me out. Um, but if I was in that position where I kind of had to like scrounge for health insurance, my own place, food, you know, uh, uh, heat, it, that kind of stuff, uh, it would be, terrible it would be so rough and so uh i'm i'm blessed to have the amenities i have now but i'm also conscious that as time goes on things might change a little bit so um that's definitely in the back of my mind as i kind of rework my strategy get my schedule in order 
and you know diversify what I'm doing. Um, like I mentioned before with the with the streaming, that's taken up a, like I would say a thirty percent chunk in what I do now. Um, you know, not monetarily, but um, just in the sense of not only promoting my own photography because I edit photos um, that I've taken on there, um, but also just in a community sense, social media, uh, and and that kind of thing. Uh, so. Right, because I feel that with social media, there's a con, the biggest con is the rep, the need for repetition, the exactly. need to post every day or at oh, least like yeah. five times a week or, mm -hmm. you know, um, understanding these tools. Yes, and beating these algorithms that are ultimately, uh, like I've said, I've said this on the podcast before, but I originally got my Instagram so I could follow different artists and galleries because mm -hmm. I love to draw and I want to be inspired. So my original Instagram feed was always all artists. Right. I'm following about 800 something people. Most of those accounts are the original accounts that I followed way back in high school, like over 10 years ago now. Right. But I don't see any of them like yeah. at all. I see mm -hmm. a handful of people that I see on the daily, but I don't see their stories. I don't, mm -hmm. it's like, I feel that artists have to, because that's another thing is that artists have been, uh, you know, the, your production level when you're on social media right. has become so important. And yeah. even the founder of Spotify said that musicians have to like learn how to make things like faster or yeah. produce music faster. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. That does not happen. Like it yeah. just doesn't. You can't spitball a painting. Well, some art can, but mm -hmm. you can't just produce like a painting that's gonna go for show within a matter of like every night if we're going by the algorithm standards, like every Correct. night something new. Yeah. You so know? it's gonna sound a little extreme on my end, but I, I wholeheartedly believe that we not only as artists but as people are slaves to the algorithm it can change at any moment uh it, it has changed at, many times it's one of those things where you know and of course um artists get um kind of they, they try to avoid it but artists of course ultimately worry about the amount of exposure they get on these social media platforms it's imperative to their business um and and their art that it can be shown to people and while the internet and the world wide web is such a huge tool and it, and it is in its own way its own reality right now um it it can be tampered with and adjusted in a way that you almost have to like walk on eggshells or skirt around certain things uh i can tell you on my end and this might have to do with you know the content that i've been putting on instagram for example but i used to get a certain amount of exposure and i clearly do not now and it's right. been shown that certain kinds of uh not only you know Instagram content, but certain kinds of videos, topics, all that stuff um, can be fine-tuned, shut out, or or you know shadow banning. That kind of stuff all happens within the algorithm. Um, one example I can give on Twitch is there is like I mentioned before, there is that art category on Twitch, and that's where a lot of photographers will stream their content because again, the categories are generally like video games, you know, Call of Duty you know, whatever you want to be playing Fortnite. <laughs> uh, but the, in the art category, there's a separate algorithm just for the different categories on Twitch. And so one of the reasons why uh, the photography team was created on Twitch is because photography, for some reason, and we haven't fully figured it out yet, doesn't necessarily get the love of, you know, let's just say like illustrators and other kinds of art 
on Twitch. And it's not necessarily a content problem. Like there's plenty of photographers and that kind of thing, but something as powerful as like a recommended page or suggested videos on YouTube or these other platforms, they, they make all the difference. I will say, <laughs> and this is going to sound a little funny. I recently created a TikTok and I know that there's all that drama and stuff happening with TikTok in the U.S. right now, uh, security concerns, that kind of stuff. I got to hand it to them. TikTok's algorithm is really smart, like really, really smart. And they will show you things that you'll be interested in. Now, other algorithms try to do that. However, uh, some do well, some fail. I think Facebook's algorithm is one of the worst. I think that their practices um, in terms of kind of, you know, for example, like boost, like uh, post boosting, um, my band Eels of Love has had a, a band page on Facebook for years and years and years now. And we've, you know, we, I think we have over a, a, a thousand people that, you know, like the page, whatever. That's not important. What is important is that Facebook actively tells you, hey, no one's going to see this post. Do you want to, you know, throw us a couple bucks and, and, you know, show it to the world? And I will say we recently boosted a post for our single High Wave that came out. Um, it's an instrumental progressive rock track. Um, lots of guitar solos. Um, huge shout out to my band. Uh, for for helping me with that one, um, which band? I, Eels of Love. Eels of Love. Okay. Yep. Uh, check out Eels of Love's new single "High Wave" out now. Anyway, uh, that we decided to boost a post for that, and I think it was like a, I think it was maybe fifteen twenty dollar budget, and I could not stop the notifications. Like they, I I put it to worldwide, and we were getting messages from across the world. Like so many people were seeing it, but that's only because we gave the money. So. It, these social medias, I, I personally feel kind of, I don't know, we have to kind of rework the way that I guess, you know, I guess the, the different parameters they can set because it can be really predatory and it can, you know, it could hide a lot of things that people are trying to show the world, you know? Absolutely. I think that right now, especially like, I feel that right now, we're at this pivotal point where a lot of artists are focusing themselves into the digital world 100%. and how to make that digital space work for them mm -hmm. and how we can utilize it. And I believe that any tool that is free and available, like we made Gigless, as you all know, if you're, if you're a new listener, hello. And hey. we actually made Gigless via WordPress. I'm a graphic designer. I designed our, you know, I designed our theme. Mm -hmm. I designed our website using right. WordPress, simple, you know, throw the blogs up there, throw the show notes. We have yep. an Instagram page so more people can find us. Of we course. are planning to expand. And maybe when this episode comes out, we've already expanded to where we want to expand. But we have all these other things that are just like, sign up for free and we yeah. can utilize it mm -hmm. but yeah it's definitely uh, the difference between people that have the budget to do things and the people that don't that totally. makes such a drastic difference yep and i will say that on my end for sure uh, i've never been a huge fan of social media um there is definitely this out outward kind of pressure from the rest of society to have these different social medias um not only just kind of uh, I guess on a personal level, like, you know, being social, like, oh man, you don't have a, I don't know, a Flickr page or whatever. Um, uh, I don't have a Flickr, by the way, but 
uh, it's one of those things also where, of course, going back to the fact that, you know, you can't see certain art, we're pressured to kind of go into multiple platforms. I had a Twitter, never used it. Now I use it. I feel pressured to have it because I get certain results. Um, Discord is huge, 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 huge thing right now. Um, you know, I'm on Twitch. I'm on uh, Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on, I'm on all these different social medias. And it's almost, while I'm not like a huge fan of having to be on them, I've almost in, in my own personal way accepted the fact that these are tools that I need to use, even if the algorithm kind of Fs me over, I need to at least try to use them to the best of my ability to get my point and, and my art and my image across. Um, it's going to sound a little drastic, but I do think that there's a huge segment of the population that thinks that, that's, that, that thinks that online content is the new reality. You know, there's, there's definitely aspects of things that, you know, even if it's like completely photoshopped, completely manipulated, and that's another thing we could talk about if you'd like, um, in terms of, uh, you know, like Instagram and, and images of beauty and stuff like that. But so much is manipulated. We would and, need a whole other podcast. Yeah. That. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll, we'll hold off for the next one on that. Um, but I will say that there's almost kind of this sick game where artists not only need to, you know, just basically make the art they want to make, but they almost have to, like I said before, um, you know, skirt around the algorithm and almost work in the algorithm's favor. So they have to change their own image and their own art to kind of almost find a way for someone somewhere to see their stuff. Right. Hi, Dane. Hi, Paul. I'm currently editing the video. I'm going to get back to work now. Oh, my God. Okay. So my question, my next set, sets of questions to you is going to be about you know, money and negotiation, do mm -hmm. you keep your rates the same post COVID or have you hired the price because there's essentially a risk or are you being forced to lower them? Because I know that you're talking about social media and everybody having yep. a camera. What's the competition like right now? Oh, so that's a, that's a great question. Uh, I've always struggled with pricing. Um, I'll be completely tra transparent and say my pricing varies depending on, you know, the location of the photo shoot, um, you know, what the client's looking for exactly, like the number of photos, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, if it's a certain vision, if I have to bring like, you know, an entire truck load of, truck load of lights and that kind of stuff, that'll change the price. So it, it's kind of hard to give people a standardized price on certain things. That being said, um, I would say that, believe it or not, I've kind of raised my prices since the pandemic. It's one of those things where, you know, I, it sounds dramatic, but I am in some part, and I feel like a lot of all occupations have to feel this right now. It's an added responsibility. You know, you're, there's, there's health concerns, right? Like you're almost putting your life on the line to make this art for somebody. So there's that aspect, but also in my own personal, you know, kind of photography endeavor, um, I've always struggled with pricing. I've always given people a lower, definitely a lower price than they should be paying. Absolutely. Uh, and, that, and that's, that's just, part of who I am where it's like I you know I kind of empathize and feel bad for certain clients and certain pricing stuff but I will say that going through the whole pandemic and, and having a time to reflect on not only what I do but just my, you know just me as a person you know there's certain there's a certain value I have to put on what I'm doing and again it's not just health concerns but you know I I've been the longer you do something you're you're you have the option to charge more especially if they're looking for a particular kind of thing. Uh, and I will say that I've developed like a little bit of a niche recently with kind of like these, they're like almost like an 80s kind of like, like the streamer 
photos, if that makes sense, like a stream streamer photography. If that, I, I don't know. It's a, it's kind of like a distinct style, but it's one of those things where I've done the last three photo shoots I've done have been in that kind of style where there's like, like colored gels and things look red and there's a black backdrop like that. That that's kind of my style, and so by by using my style, something I love to do. Um, there's obviously certain costs that go into that. Of you know, of course, travel. I'm bringing my, you know, my expensive photography equipment, which I will say, well, quick note, um, when I was a musician, I mean, I am still a musician, but when I first began as a musician, uh, I thought music stuff was expensive. Guys, photography equipment is so expensive. You're talking about lenses, uh, cameras, flashes, backdrops, lights. There's so much that goes into it. And so while I do feel kind of bad that I've had to raise my prices, I've definitely raised my prices. Um, that being said, whenever I throw somebody a price, I still, to this day, have that little, like, gut feeling of, like, oh, I hope they are cool with that, you know? I'm past that. I'm past that point. Yeah, I, As an it, artist, I'm, like, either you're going to take this cost, yeah. and I'm just saying this, like, not, I, not so much as, like, an artist, because I don't right. sell my illustrations, but I sell my design and my design yeah. services to people. I'm, like, listen, this is the cost, this right. is the hourly rate. This is the down payment. Yeah. Uh, here's the contract. Here so I, I, w I will say yeah. that there are acceptable and unacceptable parameters for price. So I'll give you a great story real quick. Um, right. I, I don't think that the person that was going to hire me is going to, is going to hear this, but basically someone said, Hey, I'm, I have you this live know. stream. Uh, well, yeah, we'll find you out. Never know. <laughs> basically, um, they hit me up and they were like, oh, we, you know, we have our own like professional live stream set up. And this live stream setup was awesome. This was pre-COVID and um, like they have multiple cameras set up. It's really high, like, you know, high quality, super great audio, great lighting uh, and great camera equipment. And they're like, oh, we'd like you to come down and, you know, help out with the live stream, handle one of the cameras. And I was all for it. It's, you know, not super far. Uh, I knew the guys in the band. So I thought that was pretty chill. And then he offered me $40. And that's, that's not, you know what I mean? That's way below what I had initially pitched. So it's one of those things where it's like, hey, like I can work with you on a price, but to mention, you know what I mean? And to mention that particular price kind of, kind of, you know, that was an instant no on my end, you know? I'm dating a photographer and I have photographer friends mm -hmm. and I've been in the art space long enough to know that a photo shoot is if it's below $200 an hour, mm -hmm. something's up. <laughs> Something is up. If you are doing right. like a fashion photo shoot or yeah. a family photo shoot, it doesn't necessarily matter what kind of photo shoot it is. Right. But if like st it, studio is always more, but if uh -huh. it is not at least the lowest price is 200 an hour. Right. Something is up. Mm -hmm. and something is sus. Yeah, I feel that. I will say too, I also feel like, and this is, this goes back to the part of the reason why I think I can raise my prices is I definitely started, and I'm talking like the very beginning of my photography career, like professionally, you know, like trying to actually make money with it. Uh, I've gone through the motions of charging way under I should. I'll give you a quick story. I'm based in North New Jersey and I, I basically got a, a gig to take photos for this band in Nyack. So it's a little bit of a drive, right? Um, I went to that gig, took the photos. I was probably like maybe like 30 or 40 photos of like maybe a half hour set. 
How old were and, you at the time that you did this? Ooh, good question. Maybe like so 25 now. Yeah, maybe like uh, like 1920, like A around there. Yeah, definitely young. Um, but I drove out there. I took the photos. I drove back. I came. I went and I edited the photos. At, you know, it took maybe a few hours to edit the photos. Whatever. Twenty-five dollars. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. Uh, My face just like scrunched and was. Yeah, like, for for those who didn't what? see, Remy Remy's face just completely melted for a second. But yeah, so it's like, I've I've been there. I've done that. And you know, did I make money doing it? Not really. Between gas and tolls and whatever, but it got me one step closer and the photos weren't that good. Like in hindsight, you know, like you're just starting out. So you, you, the more practice you get in something, the better you improve. But it's one of those things where it's like, I needed to do that so I can charge what I charge now. And I don't feel bad about charging what I charge now because I went through the motions of that kind of thing. Right. Well, I mean, I think that everybody, especially in the art world needs to learn about predatory just predatory customers or clients. Oh yeah. And they, you know, they smell it on you. They smell it on you that you're a new person, that you're new to this or totally. And they want to take advantage of you. And let for anybody who is listening, that could be anybody from like a friend to a mentor to someone family. Yeah. It could be fam even family. Like it could yeah. be all they need to know is that they could take advantage of your skill set. And totally. just that being there, like I have experiences where professor, where I've seen professors ask students to do go the, the total extra mile mm -hmm. just because they didn't want to do something themselves. And then it ends up that like after school, that same student knocks on their door and knocks on their door and is like, Hey, yeah. I'm graduated now. Do you have any job leads? And they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's it's very harsh, but it's the reality of any situation. So just totally be mm -hmm. wary of predatory clients and customers. A hundred percent. Right. So we're getting into the last five minutes. Oh boy. Yeah, I know. We talked a lot. We're getting into the last five minutes of this podcast. Is there anything that you'd like to say? Any final notes? Uh, well, I definitely want to thank you for having me. Um, I, I like Remy mentioned earlier, we are we've known each other for some time, um, and it's really cool that she was able to have me in for the day. Um, I want everyone out there listening right now to take a moment to go on a photo walk and live in the moment by taking awesome photos that you think about. You know, even a walk in the park, even just a casual walk in the park, can be the start of your photography journey. Um, and if you want to learn more about that kind of stuff. I'd really, really appreciate it. Really, 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 really appreciate it. If you check out uh, at EelGuy on Instagram, at EelGuy on Twitter, at EelGuy on TikTok, and of course, EelGuy Live, which is on Twitch. So that's uh, twitch.tv forward slash EelGuy Live. I will say, and I'm sure Remy could uh, vouch for me here, my photography stream isn't 100% focused on photography. We oh, there's the, shenanigans. There's shenanigans. The they got puppet shows. They got juggling. Yeah. They got the it's, whole nine. They got coffee. Yeah, it's basically basically a little variety hour, a little bit of me condensed into a digital digital video and audio format. Uh, I do juggle on there. Uh, I do edit photos, um, but I also you know make a fool of myself and and be myself. And Remy can also vouch that I am not a serious person. I love uh, I love just 
you know, looking at life and, and giving a little, huh, you know, um, everyone out there, please be safe. Uh, please, try, you know, start your photography journey. And thank you for listening to this wonderful podcast. Also, I want to give a shout out to Guppy Magic, a.k.a. Kylie. Yeah, my, my partner in crime, Kylie. I will say, guys, um, photography is a lot easier when you have the love of your life helping you with it. Um, or an assistant, but it's better. Yeah, well, no, 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 no. I'm going to go on a little rant here. Uh, the, the podcast isn't over yet, folks. Uh, Guppy, or Guppy Magic, that's her username on Twitch, but um, her, her first name's Kylie. Uh, she is most definitely not my assistant. She is my partner in crime. Um, she helps with more than just moving the lights. She helps with posing. She helps sometimes with makeup. Um, she even one time, like she does ridiculous things. Like I remember one time we were doing a photo shoot and there was a motion detection light that we needed to turn on to get the proper photo. And so she was jumping up and down, flailing her arms to get this motion detection light to work. Um, she's also flushed a toilet to make the band, like make a band, uh, crack up laughing for a photo she goes above and beyond out of her way to help me in that kind of stuff and i will say uh also of course uh, similar to what uh remy said shout out to guppy magic also known as kylie she's been working full time now um i don't see her as often um but the time we spend together is really important and uh i know for a fact that as i continue my art endeavors she'll be you know by my side and also making her own art because actually believe it or not she was a photographer before I was. She just never really pursued it professionally. Well, excellent. So, Paul, thank you again for, so much for being on this episode of Gives List. Uh, anyone who's listening in right now, we are going to be posting all of the links to finding Paul in our show notes. So you can find that in the link below or uh, follow us on Instagram to find Paul and follow the paper trail. Find right. me. Find me. Go find him. Find me. Find him. I'm on the internet. All right. Well, thank you all. Dane, take us out. Thank you for listening to the Gigless Podcast, hosted by Remy Leibovic and produced by Dane Wagner. The song used in our intro and outro is Beach Walk by Unicorn Heads. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to our social media pages on Instagram at Gigless Podcast and our website, geeklesspodcastblog.wordpress.com. There you can find out more about the artist, contact the host and producer, and find out more about our schedule. Thank you.